Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey there, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's show, the boys form an uneasy alliance with an android who tried to kill them twice. And then they continue to explore the drift rock in total darkness in zero G and what could possibly go wrong. So last week's show was quite interesting. I thought it was one of the more normal episodes compared to some of the ones we've had recently where every episode seems to get crazier and crazier. But I was wrong because we got more reaction from last week's episode than all other episodes combined. I'm going to go through each one of these real quick. And some of this I'll go through in more detail at the end of the show. So one thing I got a lot of guff about from last week was that I said sometime in the show that you need three resolve points to come back from death. And a ton of people wrote me and said, no, 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 that's not true. You only need one resolve point. Well, here's the thing. I'm actually not wrong, sort of. In the actual rules on page 275 under the conditions in the area of dying and also i use the starfindersrd.com quite a bit just so i can have multiple tabs open and if you type in dying the very first thing that comes up is the dying condition and the dying condition says as follows and i'm quoting verbatim a dying creature can spend three resolve points to stabilize and can then spend another resolve point in a subsequent round to gain one hit point and stay in the fight so why does it say two different things? Well, first of all, I think it was just an honest mistake. And if you go to the Starfinder FAQ, they actually said it's a mistake. Sort of. This is something that actually happens in Pathfinder, where what they do is they'll have conditions that are different for the PCs than for the monsters. And this might have been one of those cases and where they were saying, well, if you're a player character, you only need one resolve point to stabilize and come back from death. But if you're a monster, then you need three resolve points. I might be wrong about that, but I've seen that happen before. And as usual, it only leads to massive confusion when you have two different rules for characters and monsters for things like conditions, especially when you have conditions like dying, which should be the same for everyone. So I'm sorry, everyone. I got a lot of mail for that and a lot of flack. Don't worry, if anything like that happens, I would have made sure that I corrected it. I would have even brought someone back from the dead and rewound the episode or what we were doing from that point. I'm never going to be unfair, but it does come up when you type in dying, and it is in the rules. So until they come out with a updated version of the Starfinder rules, I know they're up to the third printing. I'd like to see if they changed it. I have the first printing, and this is still in the SRD until they correct it. The other item that a lot of people talked about was the fight last week. 
first of all, we just laughed about it. It wasn't a fight. Um, we actually talk a lot about this on the Discord channel. We talk a lot about this in Talking Combat last week. We've known each other forever. I've known every one of those guys for 25 years plus. Some of them known 30 years. To us, this is us getting along. You know, it's like family at this point. You know, when we're yelling at each other, the very next minute we're just talking about football or a video game or a movie we saw. That really wasn't that big a deal. And also, you have to understand, and the more you listen to us, you'll know, that that's just John letting off steam. And if you hear, we're kind of laughing at him the whole time. That being said, I will talk about this as what do you do as a GM if there's a fight that breaks out and how do you resolve it and what do you do? I'm going to talk about that in the second part of the episode that I have a lot of advice for that because I've had a lot of fights with these guys. I've had fights to the point where they've left the game. Chris actually left my game for several years before he came back. And over those years, I've learned lots of lessons. And I think I've finally gotten the hang of basically keeping these fights down to a minimum and also keeping it to the point where we don't break up and stop playing the game. The third item that was crazy was the 3D combat in darkness. So this week we have more 3D combat and it's even more complex. So one thing I want you to use in your mind's eye is think of the movie Ender's Game. I know the movie is not that great, but if you remember the battle room, remember the 3D battle room? And remember how people, once they started to like push off and they just keep going and there's nothing to stop them. Like when you're in zero G and you're just flying, that's it. You are stuck. Well, that's exactly what these guys think of that movie. Think about that scenario. Think about how helpless those people were. That is what I'm trying to picture and have these guys fight in. And I think we do a pretty good job. It might be overly technical, and I bet most, if not all, game tables don't do it the way I do it, but my guys like it this way. We play a very technical game, we play with a lot of detail, we play with the rules, and we like playing this way. It makes it difficult, it makes you thinking in three dimensions, and probably you don't need to do that, but we do. Finally, the very last thing I want to mention, that throughout this episode, Chris is secretly sending me messages and he's giving all of the weapons and items back to the android. Originally what they did is they took all the items from the android because they were scared that she was going to kill them and Chris secretly was giving them back to her behind the character's back. And you'll hear about that a little bit in the in the game. So you'll understand why Chris is like asking me questions because he's doing that through Facebook and Discord and other items. And this will happen quite a bit. It's actually better than passing notes at the table. Since we can do this completely anonymously, they really don't even know what's going on. They don't even know that this was happening. Like at a table, you might know because people are passing notes. So, whoa, long intro. So let's get into this episode. Another crazy one where it's all bunch of mess in this 3D combat. I'll be happy when that's over and they finally get gravity, but that might take a while. So with that, let's get into the episode. I don't want to break into yet another full argument of it, but I'm coming around to the idea that maybe we should just give her a gun because once battle starts, it's going to be too chaotic to give her one. Jason McDonald is playing the Yosoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar. You know what? You mentioned that? I'm like, Tuttle, 
Tuttle, Tuttle, um, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We got this, we got this. She, she, she's a really ball trained. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. Give it to her, yeah. She's gonna fight, yeah, it makes sense. She's just not going to a fight. She does, she automatically hits. Give her, give her the weapon that re reloads once around. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Did the... Did, 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 they, did they notice that she already has the gun in her hand? What do you mean? Uh, Wait, I don't know. What? I don't notice. I don't know what their guys are looking at. Uh, they're looking at her. They're like they're looking at her thinking she's unarmed, and um, that might not be If she's accurate. holding a gun in her hand, I would imagine we'd have noticed that. So you gave her a gun already. Okay. Well. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Um, wait, wait. What does Steve say about that? I don't know what you're doing. I mean, she looks like she's unarmed. I mean, she does have equipment on her, obviously. Okay. I mean, the last thing we said, she, she was unarmed. Are we going I, I, I kind of agree with Tuttle. To me and I don't want to give her a gun, so that's fine. Well, if Tuttle, if Tuttle wants to give her a gun, that's his business. That's fine. Well, we should just give her her gun because it, it only she can only do one okay, around. Let's move on. We're done. Let's move on. Does she have a gun, though? You don't see a gun, John. That's the information you have. Are you giving her a gun? Otherwise, please move on. Let's give her back the rifle so she has Chris, something. Chris, you're the one with the rifle. What did you do with the rifle? Uh, I do not have a rifle on me. What? I do yeah, not have he it. gave it back to her. Okay, okay, okay guys, so you gave her guys, the rifle. I mean, this is, yeah, don't I make this hard. This is just, you know, does she have a rifle? And she has one? Okay, we're moving on. She does. She does. I, I don't think you respect me. I think you disrespect me on that. You mean the way that you did the opposite of what all of us decided? That we don't, don't disrespect? That we're not but, showing respect now, towards that decision, now, everyone, which disrespected every single one of us? But now 100% everyone is in my court, right? So I was right. Eh. Okay. And just about means you guys make poor decisions, I correct them. Ha! That's funny. All right. And yeah, we're just going to inch along here. God, I love we have goblins. I love that. <laughs> hey, look, I apologize. This is a mess. We have a lot of people in our party, and they're tiny little... Uh... But I am an operative. She's an operative. We see eye to eye. Actually, we should see a lot more than eye to eye right now. Oh, actually, no. We. So you look into this room. This is a cavern. Once again, look, you open up into a very, very large cavern. I only see 15 Mo, feet. Mo and... Yeah, Mo and Chet are the only ones who can see what they can see. And it's just opening up into another one of these large caverns. Does Cheddar see farther than us? Cheddar has dark vision, so he can see 60. Oh. Can he describe? That's part, of the, that's part of the goblin tech. True, but you don't have the thing where you can see through his eyes. Yeah, I don't have the camera mod, so I can't actually can't see what he's seeing. describe it? Like, I, what's his no, vocabulary? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Does he, he probably talk? could? Does Cheddar even talk? He does. He does talk. He actually can speak. He was soaky and common. Oh, he does well, talk. What do you see, Cheddar? I mean, but we're not. I mean, that's, that's Jason's. I'll leave that for character. Steve. I yeah. mean, I'd leave that for Steve in terms of how. I mean, is he going to sit there and describe every room to us while we sit well, there and wait? If there's a Sarlacc in there, you know, I mean, I'd like to know before I move into the how room. How about this? If he says, if he sees like a big monster, he can like go red alert, red yeah, alert. Yeah, have Cheddar <laughs> sound an alarm if there's like any sort of living yeah, entity danger. in Just, the. 
Danger Will Roberts. Danger uh, Will Roberts. That's all we need. Danger. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Standard yeah, you can do that. yellow alert, red there alert protocols. Go. And I assume he's not seeing any danger, so we're going to move forward. Okay, so front row moving forward. Hiroji's moving far ahead. Yep, I made that move. I... <laughs> the whole middle row is just the whole middle row just charge the draw the room before we actually charge forward guys well i do what i do because you know, he already I did he my, already... my 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 uh compatriots don't trust me i gotta man up you mean because you lied to us um <laughs> wasn't a lie. tomato tomato yeah i know how silly of me it wasn't really a lie. It was a live omission. By doing the opposite of what we all voted on and then not telling us? Yeah, but that's the, the I know. I'm being so mean. Her, I'm I was to give her a weapon, though. Like, I knew before you knew what the right thing was to do. All right, well, stop. Stop. We'll this is what you see. You enter the room. There appears to be a passageway to the south that is hewn what rock and you can't really see more of this room but it is a very very large room and it continues off into the darkness in the north and the east but to the south you see another passageway going deeper into the asteroid oh what do you guys think uh south is what i would be inclined to do but uh can we see anything in this room, Cheddar? I mean, is there any objects at all? I mean, are there constructions or drills or what's going on? Does Cheddar see anything going out to his maximum range of vision? Uh, yeah, I mean, he sees stuff, but you said he wasn't going to say anything. Okay, now I'm going to have him do a more active kind of investigation of the room and report back his little Cheddar findings. He does a little scan, and he says... I see north and east passages are lined with some sort of polished metallic plating on the walls, floor, and ceiling. Wow. That's interesting. So that sounds like the, the mining people may have been actually working in that area or something. Polished metallic plating. That is really interesting. That's almost like a... Uh... I don't know, like a reactor chamber or something like that. I, I, it's worth it. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Oh shit! Roll for combat. All of a sudden, Red Cheddar also says, "Red alert! Red alert!" <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks, Cheddar. Danger, Will Danger, Robinson. Danger. Jason was a step ahead of me there. Wow! What a mess. Nine characters in combat. This is insane. We love our goblins. They should run in. Well, this horrible thing comes flying out of the darkness. It appears to be the bottom of his body is wearing a spacesuit, but the lower half of his helmet is shattered and a repulsive, bloated, blue-gray tongue hangs from the remnants of his lower jaw. And he seems to be launching right at you guys. Oh, wow. So, this is where it gets fun, fun, fun. He slams into Mo. So, Mo, give me a acrobatics check to not get 
this is like bowling. He literally, <laughs> he can, this can cascade very quickly. He, he, he was in the darkness, pushed off. He was going very fast. He must have. He obviously I mean, has quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, he has very high right. speed. And he hits you, so you do an acrobatics. He has to do one, too. Okay. Did did Colossus throw him at the at us? This is a, the fastball special. Oh, right. I love the fastball special. It's so good. Can I roll athletics instead? Athletics or acrobatics, that's correct. Either one. Okay, now I think... 15. Wait, what? You get a plus five. Oh, no, no, no. So. This is my ac- athletics. It's a plus... Right. Nine. Plus five. No. I put, athletics is plus nine. Unless I get minuses for space. Athletics is plus eight. You get my plus eight, not plus nine. Uh, you fail anyhow. You need a 20. Uh, so I got... You fail anyhow. and you can look By at one, right? Two. I fail by one. Two. You, you oh, fail okay. by two. Okay. Uh, I'm just doing what it says in Hero, in, in Hero Lab, and Hero Lab gave you a plus eight. So... Good news is the void zombie is also off kilter. So he's also floating around in space. And he's like, but of course, he's still going to try to uh, do uh, an attack. It's just like a really bad attack, though. Yeah. So while you guys are off kilter floating in space, his tongue lashes out at you like a scary length and tries to wrap around your face and you somehow get out of the way and you realize that ain't good torsa on the other hand is like what's going on up there what's going on we can't see there's literally a wall of people Uh, in front of uh, us are these walls 30 feet high as well yes in the cavern but not in the um the cavern they're 30 feet high but in the corridors they're only 15 feet high and Zerk is like, me too, me too. We can't see anything. What are we going to do? We should be able to see. I mean, Hiroji. oh, shit. That's what I'm. <sighs> All right, I'm going to attack. I'm going to use my. Um... You're out of range, too, Hiroji. So you can actually fire or do whatever you want. So um, you're 15 it, it, feet up. It, it, so you're well out of uh, uh, melee range. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What height is what height is it at? At five feet? It's at five feet, but more importantly, it's off kilter, so it can't even like make a text of opportunity anyhow. So I move closer to it. That's a full action. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack. I'm gonna use my gun. Um, first, I will do my uh, trick attack thing. Oh, you can. Uh, plus four to that roll. Nineteen. I know, but it should be no. good enough. It's, it's a nineteen. Nope. It's a nineteen. I know. Need, I no, fucking you fail. fail. You, you always wow, need a 20. <laughs> you need at least I a 20 know. every time. Oh, <laughs> Actually, that the minimum sucks. you need is a 21 on a CR1. You always need a 21. So you failed. Next. Okay. Was that your attack? or No, that's my thing. Oh, okay. okay. I hear a hit. Nice. Very and nice. It hit. And 16, it did full damage. Four points of damage. Just full oh. damage. As, as a move action, I'm going to try and push myself down so i can like get Can't. in mail i want to get in melee range somehow there's nothing to push against you can go forward probably in a 30 down. foot also because of the stack can i can i push myself northeast a little bit you can push yourself upward uh sure you can continue to superman up higher sure definitely you can do that and don't forget carla is underneath you so if you want to go there you can do that. You're gonna hit the wall, though. But sure. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. You're gonna keep doing that next turn. You gotta. F- 
Okay. That's how I okay. shoot. Yeah. I, want, I want to go down. I want to Except crawl you, Here's the problem. You just now went. You can't see her anymore because you only have 15 foot range of light. So you actually pushed yourself so far up that yeah, you but, can't see. Um, how much is the ceiling? Like, is there a ceiling? Actually, you can see, assuming, yeah, it's 20, 30 foot ceiling. Assuming that Mo has his light on it and everyone else, you can you can see fine because it's like you're lighting up your area and then they're lighting he's up the area. He's trying to get so into melee? Okay. Is that what he's doing? Okay. I'm trying, man. No, he, he, oh, you went way up high though because you had to push up. Uh, yeah, but I want, to, I want her to have a, a shot also. Yeah, I mean, deep. you're up in the air, so. That's all right. I have a gun. And I have a lot of guns. Lots of guns. Mo. Muddle, a Tuttle, I meant Tuttle. You're way back there if you didn't move up. Can I really even do much? I mean, I can't really shoot through a crowd of people. Well, you can't even see any of this. You're so far behind. You've got 15-foot high ceilings. You can be on top of as many people as you want. I mean... I don't know where you were exactly. If you were part of the, should have been with the rest of the. St- I probably okay, should have been so with that's the rest where you're at. Back. Yeah. Okay. You so, I mean, can. There's going to be massive penalties to. Sh- it's well, actually, it's not true because you're 15 feet up. Yeah. Zero actually, penalties actually. No. Nothing's- no. No. Chatters in the way. Chatters in the way. So minus four. But she's off kilter and gets a minus two. So hey, what do you know? <laughs> try it. You might. Okay, so I'll give it a try. Shoot. Give it a go. Uh, yeah. Kill that one. You know what you should do? You should throw a grenade. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. That has not traditionally gone well for me. Uh, understatement of the year. They've taken my grenade privileges away. <laughs> roll a 8 for 11 and you miss. Take my gun privileges away too, apparently. Mo. On the other hand, wait, what about Cheddar? Why is he in oh, a different... Oh, right, hold on. Yeah, he should be in the same part of the initiative as me. Cheddar is there too. Cheddar is... It's diagonally five feet down in front of him, so he easily can reach and attack this thing if he wants. Actually, this is the first time we're going to see him really rebuilt since the goblins, right? He, yeah, he used his uh, tactical razor bat before, so he takes his tactical razor bat, tries to rip into the void zombie, and hits. Wow. Nice. Seven... Seven damage? Is that wow? I feel like he's like a he's almost like an anime creation now. I should like yell out his powers every time. Tactical razor bat! <laughs> yeah, Very actually nice. you should do that, Jason. In fact, as your GM, I officially order it. Sanction such a maneuver. He's that cool. It that should happen Summon every time. Fiery he Phoenix. Uh, Mo is spinning out of control. You can do a move action to try to stop being yeah, off kilter. Yeah, that. uh, And uh, that's again athletics or acrobatic. Okay, I'm gonna do athletics. Roll a five, and I fail. Oh, that's terrible. You're still off kilter. Oh, I was well move, use another move action. Minus two. You can attack. You can attack at minus two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's still okay. off Yeah, who cares about minus two? Yeah, I'm gonna attack. <laughs> uh, exactly. uh, yeah, you can attack. You totally attack can attack. Submitted. Oh. You're spinning. Nice. And you rolled a 15. Did eight points of damage. That is better you, than a you, move. You're doing fine. Yeah, I'm done. You're fine. You're just spinning around. Clearly, mag boots or whatever the equivalent is are gonna be on high on the shopping <laughs> list. Clara is looking at you all and just sort of laughs. Sure enough, her gun, which was very secretly part of her body armor, even though it is a massive rifle, 
sort of slipped into her back, maybe even a compartment since she's an android, sort of pops out into her arm. She takes aim and fires. At who? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Because I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Oh, yeah. That's the point. I'm waiting for it. That's the question. She crits Oh, she hits. Oh, she. Oh, she gets the kill. Oh, that's such bullshit. She does three damage and she gets the kill. Oh my god. Hey, you know what? I, I like her. That. Hey, she's she's yep. hitting monsters. That's what we want. Hey. Little things Yeah, that's fine with monsters. me. She looks at you and she says, and she looks at everyone except for Hiroji and says, remember, professional courtesy. Yeah. All right. And, and I nod to that because I'm like, yep, that's what I'm talking yes. about. A, B, K. Always be killing. killing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's that's should have been the name of our website. Always be killing. I get that. Get that URL fast, David. Oh, yeah. Right now, oh, get, get that URL thing. fast. I've got check cut. Put that healing serum down. Healing serums for closers. <laughs> that's right. You only that's right, Mo. That's healing right, Mo. Healing, healing serums are for closers. I went through killers only. Killers. And the, other, and the other thing about great about vanilla WoW though is always be killing because you always gotta kill stuff for experience. And I wanna get paid. I want to get paid. I need to always have the quest that gives me the experience for killing these oh, yeah. things. And it was like always a double whammy. It was never enough. I mean, goddamn, we ground, we ground. Yes, but most of the qu the quests were, "Hmm, I'm hungry. Could you go kill twenty five pigs and bring back some meat?" I know. And God, are, are you gonna play vanilla when it comes back? No. Uh, AlwaysBeAKilling.com has been taken. Moving on. <laughs> How about .net .org? The not for profit always be killing. I don't do .nets. Anyhow. Let's 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 keep going. So you did a very good job. This this wall of death, which is what I'm going to officially call this thing, because you basically have a wall of death. Was you know it's it's actually pretty effective here. I mean, there's eight of you, and she Hiroji, Rusty didn't even get to go. Rusty just didn't. too bad. I had an ability I was going to use. Oh well. Oh well. Too bad. So I I move over to to the operative two four seven, and I say just stand down a minute. Like I'm a I'll get these guys to your side. Don't worry about it. We got it. We got it. So glad I can't hear this. We business. can hear you siding with her. <laughs> we can't stuff. hear business you. Business is business. Actually, it's true. He could do a telepathy. No, that's true. I, I, yeah, but no, but I did actually say it. Like, I, so my friends could hear. It's like I'm not. I'm not doing the deception. Like you helped us. Let's let's continue on. We got to get out of here because we're the road uh, there. You're gonna live dude, forever. We have two days worth of air, dude, and we've got a ship within yeah, a half hour. We're not mm. in any rush at all. Okay, I, 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 we go on the ship, I, I, we, recharge, we, break, we recharge, and then we go back. I know Rusty. Rusty really wants to do that spacewalk. What happens when she breaks your legs and you cannot? You cannot climb. All right, I'm searching this uh, this space void uh, zombie here. Uh, in, he's in a suit, right? Or she is in a suit? Yeah, actually, this looks very similar to the suit from the guy you found floating in the other oh, room great yeah. and you're guessing that this was a member of the acheron that has been let's just say transformed into something horrible which actually begs a question uh we looked up the the passenger manifest of the acheron how many total crew were there uh we saw 
eight beds, I believe. I think. No, well, I mean, we pulled it out of the computer system. We actually went through that. I just don't remember the answer. I thought I remember the number eight. Yeah. Okay. Vaguely. I believe so it was, it was eight. the number of bunks. It was either yeah. eight, eight or, or ten. Yeah. ten. yeah, it was something like that. Well, I'm trying to do a count now. We've accounted for two of them. That, that lets us know, like, how many more zombies may attack us, that, for instance. Yeah. Okay, I'll say there was 50 people on that <laughs> ship. Excellent. That's awesome. Perfectly fair. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, this probably is not the only space zombies. They do not travel in uh, solo. They're not rogues. If any of you have mysticism, you can actually roll on this. I do. Really? You have mysticism. I salute you on your superior knowledge. I, I have no respect for your sorcerer's ways. I t- I Tuttle, I Tuttle have... laughs at that hippie shit. <laughs> it is hippie shit. <laughs> uh, checking now because I have checking a lot. Checking uh, crystals. What do the crystals say? <laughs> mysticism? I mean, come on now. What is this called? Um, there, I, I put a picture in handouts. Oh, wow. That is gross. I do have mysticism. Good. Wow, Hiroji knows of this thing. He knows. Yes. He says, this is a void zombie. And it is not unheard of. You managed to put two and two together that the Akatas, when they infect you with their void death disease, if you succumb to that death, you then get transformed into... A void zombie and not only do you get turned into a void zombie but inside of a void zombie is a small new akata gestating and getting ready to explode out of the void zombie so the void zombies are nothing more than vessels for new akatas so it looks like these were members of the Acheron who got infected by the Void Death, died while they were on the Drift Rock, and have now been transformed into Void Zombies. And within a couple of weeks, they will eventually... They vomit up the Akata into a shallow hole or crevice, and then the Void Zombie then collapses with nothing left inside its gullet. And a scant two to... 12 hours later, the Akata is fully emerged, and then usually it eats the rotting corpse as its first Wow. That's horrific. Mo is going to point to the Void Zombie and then point to Rusty. Just, you know, hey, that's that's what we saved you from, bud. That could have been you. That's right. Yeah. So inside this Void Zombie might be... Uh, either larva or baby akatas ready to burst out. Oh no! So, oh no! Yes. No! 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 Is there any way we can kind of destroy the body to make that not happen? Good idea. Well, you're in the void of space, so who knows? Like, you can't really set it on fire. So well, lasers don't you work. You can cut it open and see what happens. Well, wait, we uh, laser weapons. So we kill, kill, kill. We just keep. Can killing. we just hit it with lasers? A whole bunch of lasers. Sure, you can keep hitting it, and you you rolled so well that you also get two more bits of information if you wanted to know about it. It is undead, by the way, and they survive in the void of space. Obviously, right. Hiroji, that's you. You made the roll. You get to get two more pieces of info. 
I would like to know their um, defenses, if any. Um, they have undead immunities. One thing is, since they have no intelligence, they can't be fainted, Mr. Envoy. Oh, and uh, did they have any um, weaknesses? Like, vulnerability? Susceptible to salt water, just like the mm. Akatas. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect for our group. <laughs> We're made of salt water. <laughs> we'll be back with buckets. I'm mostly made of water. and I, So salt I, I, water basically is holy water. Humans, you don't realize, are 90% water. Salt the majority water, of what correct. makes us up. There's salt in our blood, yes. Yeah, we, we have we are basically salt water. Uh, so we just got to pee on them then. And, well, this is the void of space, yeah. so it would be kind of like pelting them more with, more like. So, Rusty, that could have been you. Yeah. If you... Uh... I wasn't hit. I'm good. Yeah, right. Oh, no, before when, when I was, death. yes, diseased. That's on the right. Icron, yeah. Um... Which all of my boon companions and good friends saved me from, for which I they have my great loyalty. Okay, so can we take some of these uh, little uh, pea shooters that we don't use? Like the, who, does anyone have a laser pistol that they're not using? Mm, nope. Why? To just like keep shooting this thing to run down your batteries. Well, sure, no, to, to kill the little critter inside. Well, it's still... It's... He did say the gestation period was like a couple of weeks. Though. Did we kill this creature in front of us or no? Yeah, yeah. it's dead. Oh, yeah, so it's let's, 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 let's move, let's well, move forward. It has a baby alien undead how long inside has of it. This ship in a couple of weeks, we'll explode yeah. How long has this ship been here already? A few weeks. A few weeks. Is that is that what you said? A few weeks? Yes, a few okay. weeks. And they just stayed in how many weeks? A few weeks. Okay. Okay. I say we kill this thing. Mo, 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 do what yeah, you have You know to what? Do. Fuck it. I got a hammer. Just I'm going to keep smushing, smushing, like, I guess the stomach. Is that where it would gestate? Sure. So you start smashing it to pieces, which is interesting in zero G. So it's kind of like a pinball effect. You hit it and you manage to keep hitting it and it like floats back up and you keep smushing and smushing it and smushing it. And sure enough, eventually you see what appears to be an Akata larva inside of its chest cavity. Ooh, and we squish that thing with my hammer. You squish it and squish it and squish it. Look like it was about ready to emerge and turn into a space dog. Oh, knowing what we know now, should we go back and do the same to the body in the other room? Uh, Yeah, it's right behind us, yeah. Um, Can we just say we do that? It's a perfectly good Esatex suit on him. You sure you want to... Are you going to keep the suit? Yeah, let's keep the suit. Or are you going to smash it to pieces since who knows what diseases you might get by wearing yeah, it? I, I, Esatex is... That was a bit of a push question. In our <laughs> it seemed... I feel like the vacuum of space cleanses all diseases. Yeah. I could be Except wrong about that. Apparently, undead completely void not true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I like to think yeah. that. I like the, the the purity of vacuum, and not water bears can survive in outer space. Mm. Um, okay, mm. so we take the suit off. I don't even know how much is that even. How, how much? What, what's the esotech? Uh, I, I have no idea. Yeah. We may we may find some use for it later. It's a light don't armor. It's actually not bad. So you strip him naked. And Carla and the go- go- goblins are like, 
I don't know what you guys are doing, but we like it. <laughs> we do too. Uh, all right, you slowly drip off this poor guy's suit, and you can see this. He just died from wounds. But sure enough, you start smushing him. Blood and gore goes everywhere. This cavern and the other caverns now look like slaughterhouses. Right. Well, we splashed you know, blood but... and guts and gore. Well, blood wouldn't have splattered. It's in yeah, space. It be... Right. It would be We have red snow. It's red well, snow. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be red just dust. Just right. clarify, yeah, this is S-Tex one suit or two suit? One. Okay, level one. Okay, so yeah, that's a 410 cells for what, 41? Is it one tenth? All right, do this later, John. Seriously, come on, man. So you're not going to be taking suits off in, the, in a void. So you find the suit. Um, moving on, you're in the cavern. What do you do? Yeah, let's move forward. Uh, let's I move 10 feet mm, forward. Excellent. Well, oh, yeah, we can. Cr- Climb along the, 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 the floor, right? No. Because we can't push off on walls, push right? Off. Wait, I see a structure to the north and to the east. I pushed off. Oh, if you push off, then yeah, you hit the ceiling eventually. No, I pushed off uh, uh, to, to the east. Horizontally. Slam into the roll on the right, yeah. There. So you notice something odd. There's four tunnels. Exit this cavern. There's one to the north, there's one to the south, there's one to the east, and there's one to the west. Strangely, while the south and west passages are rock, the north and east passages are finished and lined with some sort of polished metal. The floors, the walls, and the ceiling are all metal. There also appears to be no handholds in those metal corridors. Ooh. Uh, can, I think there might be artificial yeah, gravity. engineers here? Yeah, we Can do. we do an engineering check on these panels? Dr. Tuttle, Dr. Tuttle, Dr. Tuttle, Dr. Tuttle. <laughs> yeah, no. give me a second to get uh, out Dr. Hiroji. Uh, that's Mr. Hiroji. Do you right. have no, a PhD? I, I, have P- I have a PhD, not an MD. Tuttle. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at this. Tuttle. Tuttle didn't go to eight years of mouse PhD programs. I went to the School of Hard Knocks, and I have skills. So that means Mr. Hiroji. Uh, yes. Technically, yes. All right. Soon, I will save your ass, and you're going to call me um, the Queen of England. So, I'm going to call you Her Majesty. Okay. Royal Majesty, will you die? All right. Nice. Nice. Engineering 27. 27. That's pretty good. 15. Rules of 15 plus 12. Interesting. Tuttle looks about these metal panels and you can determine that these wall panels are some sort of ceramic metallic plating that looks strong as durable as adamantium alloy but itself is a substance unknown to you or modern science you've never seen its like nor its material composition before what this means you do not know that means it's worth money. It's all <laughs> yeah, we take all the panels off. <laughs> yank that, let's yank the panels out of here. Copper wires. Can they be detached? Are they built in? Or? Oh, these definitely cannot be detached. Are they smoothly uh, 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 affixed to one another, or are they kind of like patchwork the way a uh, 
They are scarily smooth in perfect condition. Ooh, I'm which floating itself above, is very scary. I'm floating above Tuttle. I'm like, Tuttle, uh, I, maybe they have artificial gravity in that hallway. Check it out. Move five feet east. Fine, I'll go be the guinea pig and move to the east a little bit. There we go. Guinea mouse. Hey, you are a mouse. We should be testing things with you. Ha! <laughs> it's very insulting. <laughs> Mouses. Now, there's no handholds in this very smooth corridor, so... But does gravity establish or no? He p- can put his, like, finger or put his foot or something in there. There's no gravity. Nothing's happening. You put yourself, like, sort of in the metal area, and you see also ahead of you another large cavern. Okay, we should get a line and attach it to uh, Tuttle and... To t- Tuttle to yeah, pull him back. go fishing with him or something. Uh, I did not bring my 15 feet of silk rope because I am not on Galarian. As the phrase bait goes from figurative <laughs> yeah. to literal. Yeah. Oh, trust us. We'll pull you back as soon as you start screaming. All right. I don't know how that would work because you have no nothing really to purchase yeah, I know. yourself um, into. Well, I have. I do have titanium uh, wire. Do you really? I do. Very good. You brought the rope. All right. I tie do. it is on. It wire or is it a line that we can like? It's a titanium line oh, okay. that we, is is. is for, for this purpose. Um, well, um, all right, so. <sighs> but, I mean, do we want to go north, south, east, or west? Yeah. So? I want to go. Well, we're already going east. Let's just go on. Why don't we go clock? Uh, I was going to say, why don't we kind of do it clockwise and go okay. north first? All right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, I agree with that. I mean, I kind of want to do natural caverns to the south and see what horrific things are there. I want to know what's going on. All right, so Hiroji, uh, we want to find the survivors yeah. to save them because we are heroes and decent people. We're we're gonna tie you up, and we're gonna set you off down there. So get a real tight. We'll tie it around your foot too. That'll give us a little bit more. Uh, who's uh who's gonna who's going down the corridor? Because I'm strong. Like, actually, you know what? We gotta. These these are good for robots don't don't the jump jets like don't we have like uh i don't know like five uses out of them for a bat i think it was about once a day no it's more than that but it's it's like once a minute but i mean again he would have no control once. 50 feet of cable line titanium alloy all right we're gonna tie it on to whoever's going first and that person's going first who is that person say it's me all right mo's going just tie no 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 no. make it me i'll I'll still i'll try and still great hiroji is tied with it it's tied to mo on the other end yeah and hold on we got i'm gonna try i'm gonna i'm gonna try and still we got cheddar here also on the line not possible but you can try also one all right so you're just gonna push off and just go down the corridor i'm gonna try and like be on the ground and like just sort of stealth and pull off on the bottom parts of the ground. You can't. There's nothing to do purchase on. It has to be handholds, or you have to have uh, technology. We're gonna have to push um, it down, so and you then, can push and off, and you back. can just float down the hallway. How about? All right, good. You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna man up. I'm gonna do that. All right, great. I'm like, look, guys, we're gonna. How about this? How about this? Since you're not even control, okay? This is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to push you down 10 feet, pull you back immediately, regardless of what you see. Uh, yep. Exactly. Yeah. We'll talk. Does that make sense? That's what okay. Uh, we want um, uh, Cheddar over here, too, because he's our anchor guy. Pull out my... Um... Well, if if we're going to do this, shouldn't I do it since I have dark vision? 
Oh, yeah, that does make sense. I have fifteen feet of. Uh, well, oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's get sixty foot of recon. That's that's a lot better than. Uh, and also, I can do it without light, so I don't Ooh, have to advertise. A real in stealther in the group. All oh. right, I like to hear that. Well, in this context, right. I'm the better stealther. So, do you want to go 15 feet or? Yeah, send okay. me down like 15 feet and then bring All me right. back. So, I say operative 247. Can you get in a place where we can get covering fire? And goblins, move into the room. Yeah. For God's sake. Yeah. They're like, ah. They're like, they're they're following. Okay, so who's going down the corridor? Tuttle's going to go down the corridor. How far? Uh, it, Bo's going to give me about 15 feet of slack, and I'm going to go out 15 feet. And then we're going to pull okay. him back regardless. All right, you push off. You go down this corridor. It seems to be perfectly straight. It is going on for as long as far as you can see. You go down 15 feet, and you can see... Another 60 feet of perfectly straight corridor. You stop, and what are you going to do? Well, we pull him back. You pull him back. Yeah, and he tells us and that. Basically, you saw 75 feet of perfectly straight corridor in this exact same metal material. Yeah, we're going to have to commit to yeah. this. Well, we can do um, 50 feet now, because we got a 50-feet cord. Why don't we, this time I'll do it, but we'll let yes, the rope all the way out to 50 yeah, feet. Yeah, that'll give us 90 feet. If my math is no, it's titanium line. No, That's that gives really us 110 good. feet. Jeez, very bad math. You push off, going down this corridor, thinking this is really a bad idea. Thinking maybe they're going to come back and just pull back a frayed line and no more tuttle. But instead, <laughs> you get all the way to the end of the line, and you see. Give me a perception check. You're still in the corridor. You're 50 feet down, and you're still in this perfectly straight corridor. But give me a perception check for you to understand what you're looking at. 15. 15. Not bad. You look ahead of you, and it takes you a little second to sort of orientate yourself, but you see in front of you the corridor ends about another 50 feet in front of you, and past that, you notice deep space. Oh, so it's a hundred feet long and it empties out into space. Footnote, I am so glad I didn't just shoot down here without a rope. You would have been long gone. Yep. We uh, we pull him back. Well, right, next pull, corridor. We'll... Pull me back and I report those findings. All right. Is there a way we can close the door? There's no door. <laughs> There's no door, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, that, can we repair? that is very disconcerting, though, just knowing that this just open... You know, um, well, well, it's all kind of open space. We're in a void. But you're literally in space yeah, in an know, asteroid, in pitch black, in zero uh, G. The generator is Creepy. gone. Can yeah. we repair it? It's uh, gone. I do wonder why that particular hall is like paved, though. That's a little bit strange. Yeah. You want to do another one? Let's do. Let's go down the other paved yeah. hallway. Then. Let's do the same thing. Fifteen, because we already get some, we got some recon for some of that. Where are yeah, you guys gonna with... put yourselves? Like in a some position, because we kind of got all over the place here too. Mo's in position. Like where's Cheddar going? Where's our heights? All that stuff. If we're gonna have, because we have this was like three or four, and we were flat, but we're in three D combat with eight participants. So I kind of want to know where people are. Just tell me what you want to be. I can tell you. I want to be at uh, 15 feet. Are you there? 
you guys all like uh, stack. No. no, you don't want to be there where you oh, want to be. Oh, there. you want to be there? Okay. In like, in like 15 feet. That's fine. And with gun. And the goblins are hanging out. I appear to be surrounded by untrustworthy people right now. Yeah, you know, the guys in the center, you're going to have a very limited options of which way to move if you have well, to move. I mean, the problem is it's a five-foot corridor, so always that's... 15 foot there. high, though. You can stack on top of one another. Like where I am, there can be two other people where I am. Yeah, I'm good okay. where I am. No, All there's right. only one other person where you are because aren't you... You're below... You're not there, Aren't you there and Cheddar is on, on top of uh, you? No, I'm 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 there and I'm holding on to the side and I've got the line. Okay, well then Cheddar's actually there. Cheddar's actually there. Yeah, that's fine. Cheddar's there. Rusty's there. Hiroji's there. And I'll say Carla is below Rusty and the goblins are above and below or just above. Okay. I was happy the... on my own in the space I said I was happy on. Okay. All right. Well, then the goblins can be. I would love to move the goblins in first. You're you're very, very antisocial. All right, what are you doing? All right, uh, we'll. All right, gonna do fifteen feet down and take a look. Mouse on a line. Reel them back in. <laughs> now that's interesting. You see a chamber that looks similar to the chamber you were just in. There appears to be a passage to the north that also is lined with this weird metal. There also appears to be a corridor to the south. In addition, you also... How many Akatas? (laughs) (laughs) 20! Pretty much. You notice a creature that is inside of a spacesuit that turns to you and pushes off, but you can get back before well, that He doesn't happens. have a line. Say, pull me, incoming, pull me back, pull me back. Does he get any stealth check? Real a bit. Roll for combat. I'll say you're back in, though. Oh, I like the picture of this wow. one. That looks benign. It's like, Very ah, friendly. Ah. It, um, this one's bad. Yeah. Not happy about this one. Oh, does it just... This one flies perfectly. This creature you see what appears to be a strange creature. It is wearing a spacesuit that you haven't seen before. It's sort of an odd pattern. Its space helmet is destroyed with a large hole in it it of course looks like an undead with large arms and glowing purple eyes and it perfectly flies right in front of tuttle who is attached to his tether and this thing also seems to be floating in and out of corporeal space oh no Explain that last part. Yeah, it's a problem. It's it's incorporeal. It's uh, incorporeal. We need to do a uh, knowledge check on this thing. Pronto. It claws its claw through Tuttle. Oof. It rolls an 8, hits with an 18, does 9 points of damages. It rips literally like right through your soul. 
And everybody has to give me a will save. Oh, right. good. Everybody? Everybody. Mo gets 22. Oh, Lord. Tuttle gets a one. Oh, Tuttle. A lot of nice saves I'm looking at other than Tuttle. Well, the goblins are on the fence. I'm on the fence. Maybe Tuttle variety. gets a one. Rusty gets a 19. Clara gets a 22. Torsa, 14. Zerg, 15. Hiroji, 18. Mo, 22. Everybody makes their save except, except for Tuttle. Tuttle, oh, no. seeing this creature is so discerning that you are confused by what is going on between spinning in space, getting hit by an incorporeal claw, and God knows what else. You are now confused. Uh, I could have told you that. Yeah. Zerk. Zerk is... He can see this. He's right behind Tuttle, and Zerk is like, I'm going to save you, Mr. Tuttle! And he pushes off. It's finally a good time to have groupies. And he yeah. literally collides with you as he tries to grab you and save oh, you. Oh, that's perfect. It's literally a bad time to have groupies. <laughs> <laughs> So give me an acrobatics or athletics check as he, like, tries to grab you. I don't know what he was trying to do, but we're going to find out. Actually, let's look up what... Actually, I also want to look up what confused means. Oh, it's bad. He's going to attack or stand still. Treat all creatures as enemies. Oh, okay, that's going to be good. You are mentally befuddled and can't act normally. That's my acrobatics is 13. Oh, yeah, you're you're totally... Um, is that lesser confusion? It's uh, it's just confused. It's an ability. That's the one where you have to roll on the one yeah. one hundred, and you either uh, act normally, you get babble, you do damage to yourself, or you attack the nearest creature. Uh, he rolls. Uh, nah, he's also. Uh, you guys are both tumbling in space. Perfect. And he's going on. So both Zerk and Tuttle are drifting in space. Tuttle is confused. Zerk's trying to grab onto you. Carla is up. Carla, who... She has a gun. She somehow. knows this territory, though. That might be... She has a gun. You don't want to yeah, give her a gun. She knows she has a gun. the territory. She looks at this thing and it's like, hmm, interesting. Worthy prey. Oh, I like that attitude. She lines up her rifle, takes the shot. Come on, Clara. Clara hits. Hits. Hits with the 26, does six points of damage, tearing into this creature. That's with a, is that a laser that she's hitting? The good news is she hit. The bad news, it's incorporeal. So you know what that means, everybody? Half damage. No, it's actually much oh. worse. Wait, what? Immune to all non-magical kinetic attacks, and only energy and magical good attacks can do full, only do half damage to it so only energy attacks are going to work against this thing is a laser energy yes yes excellent yes actually the so the piercing round that she shot into it actually does pierce it but because it's not energy it did not do any damage now you know torso's like 
Stand aside. I'm going to shoot. Uh, yeah, we all stand up. aside so he has a clear shot. <laughs> and he shoots with his junk laser and gets a 10. Right. Mo. Now, Mo, you don't have any line of sight to this thing or can't get to it. So I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, really pulling the mouse and everything? All right. So... I'm just gonna. You well. I mean, okay. You can pull the mouse. That's totally. You well, can totally. I'm pull looking it down back. the corridor, pulling the mouse. I mean, the, yeah. Well, what do you want to do? Pulling the mouse sounds like a euphemism for something dirty, you know. Well, <laughs> well, the mouse is now in front of this drift dead, who is going to probably mess him up pretty bad. So the mouse is still. You can pull him down to you i mean you can pull him right to you if you wanted and he can be like right below you i mean he's probably good are you, you are you actually calling the mouse not a rat uh, no wow. no no uh, yeah. rat, well all right so rat. what i'm gonna do i mean uh, a mouse is some all right Rush. officially i can't complain because i'm confused yeah. uh all right so what i'm gonna uh. do is i'm gonna pull him toward uh this this corridor to the west impossible no he can, you can pull him towards you that's what you can do. You're you're in three dimensional space. You can pull him towards you. You can't magically throw him halfway across the uh, the room. All right. Even though I'm super strong and way bigger. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And show me how that works. Give me the math where you magically can make. If you're drawing a bucket out room. of the well, I mean that's basically what I'm doing. I've got a well here, and I'm. Bu- no, you're not. No, you're going around the corridor. So if anything, he's okay. going to go behind you because you're ricocheting him. It's not possible to do what you're trying to do. I drop the rope, and I pick up my uh, tactical arc emitter, and I shoot. Oh, actually, no, I can't. I don't have line of sight, really? All right. Um, you actually do have line of sight. There's just cover. Yeah, cover. If cover. You... Okay. Massive That's cover. what I got to do. Right um, okay. Uh, so it's minus four. How, how does he even have sight of that? No, it's actually minus eight. So I, I don't eight. see how he can, oh, okay. I he can shoot. Minus he, can four. shoot. he cannot shoot from that position. There's no. You way. actually can, but you get cover. The rule is if you go against the wall, it's cover. It's automatic cover. So if you shoot against the wall, it's a minus four. But then the yeah, creatures with the tunnels in the way, so it's another minus four. Well, it takes me a full round to move five feet is that correct the only way you can move is yes but if you want to move five feet down yeah. yes it's an entire yeah, round okay. action yeah that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do that um and i can't pull tuttle out actually if, if that's you can pull tuttle out but he'll come he'll come to you but i don't want him to go down that 100 foot corridor out of the space no, he would go below you. You can pull him to you and grab him. Show me where he would go if I pull him. I, I, I can't. It's hard for me to. He would go right there. Oh, he that's so like bad. Below you. I would have never thought they would go there. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. He would go there or. Yeah, possibly. He yeah, because see, that's there. where I'm. He could ricochet. Yeah. yeah, he could ricochet down. Let's see what your role is. Maybe you end up throwing him into outer space. Maybe you could just throw him down the corridor, leave him there, and then pull him back when you're ready. I love that my body is now subject to the same random chances that the grenades were. You know what? We I'm going to try, try that. And I'm proficient in grenades. You're going to like this, Tuttle. Okay, so. I'm, I have a projectile. All right, now. I'm going to pull you toward me, and we, uh, hey. 
And just for the record, I actually hate gravity. Yeah. Zero G, you mean? I'm I'm an enemy of gravity and always in general. You won. No, no, I mean, gra- gravity on planet Earth. Oh, I hate it. All right. Well, okay. Why do so, I need to roll? This is a kooky thing. This is going to be kooky. Wow. Uh, we'll say acrobatics or athletics. Oh, athletics, to, definitely. To, okay, to pull so. him. It is a plus eight. Okay. I double checked. It's, uh, it's this d20 plus eight. I rolled the one. All right. It's a nine. It's auto- automatic. <laughs> We're gonna roll. Hell, I'm already there. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. One, two, three. Alright, this actually isn't too bad. Tuttle ends up <laughs> right next to oh, the wall. He almost he almost manages to you kind of pull him and he goes way too far. He almost goes down that corridor like a very close like a pinball but he's like right <laughs> and he smashes into that wall and he's confused so he uh, can't do anything. too bad there aren't any bumpers in this room we could score some points off of Hiroji, you're like what is uh, going is there on here? any way i can like move in past this creature past it there's nothing for you to push off yeah, of dude, really you unless you're pushing off where of, you are you can only push off of clara that's it. Or you, yeah, you can push off Clara. I'm thinking I want to do that and move like a double move. And you can't. There's no such thing as double move in outer space. It's only single move. I think he means a full move. I, I want to move there. No, you, you can't, can't do that, dude. You, you can only move 15. <laughs> and you, you, the most you can move is 15 in, per round in space. That's if you push off something. Right. After you push off. And you're gonna have to make a roll. Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna tell my compatriots. I'm gonna tell uh, Rusty especially. I'm like, fall back, draw it into us. Yeah, and I'll. This is where we die. I think <laughs> you guys are full. You can't even push off anywhere. And that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a double attack, and I'm gonna use my um, ability. You can do that. Well, you can't do a double attack. Use Actually, your ability. Use your ability to make one he attack. He has a clean line of sight too. Mm-hmm. You actually do have a clean line of sight. That's good. Okay. Operative. All right, let me do that first. Yeah. Operative action, and, action, action. Let me try. Let me try and do. Yeah, exactly. Let me try and do something. All right, hold on. I gotta roll my. You got it, crit. <laughs> You're basically the only one who's probably going to attack on this. I don't know. Twenty-seven. Good job. Right, you so actually. Right, so let me let, let, let me roll my hit. Trick attack. Laser pistol. You hit. Beautiful. I'm going to add 1d4. Well, you only do half damage. You actually did two points of damage, but you only do one point of damage because it's incorporeal. And other thing would... I'm just going to say it's going to do half, so you do another one point of damage. I thought it was all... Yeah, exactly. I thought I think it's all combined and then half. But that's horrific. Yeah, combined. It still would have been because it's four. You did two. So you're fine. So you did two points of damage. I I relate to my comrades like, uh, this is not good because, uh, yeah, we need magic. Can you do a knowledge check? I will try and do a knowledge check for a free action. Mysticism. Uh, Bob, are you keeping track of all the damage that we've done so far? I'm trained. The damage has basically been the two that you just saw right there. 
<laughs> it's <laughs> all one. Right. Just, it's not even two. It's one. <laughs> no, no, he did I, I, one and then oh, two. Oh, so I, I, I'm trained in two. mysticism, and I have actually no from these things. I actually am trained a little bit. This is a, a drift, bit. Dad. You know that when a mortal human dies within a drift, while consumed with a strong negative emotion, if it can come... A drift dead, a restless undead spirit bound to that plane, unable to escape the confines of the drift and reach its final judgment. What's left of the drift dead's warped mind is filled with insanity, rage, and hatred for the living. So overwhelming is this flux of emotions that a drift dead physically broadcasts its confusion, affecting all those who venture too close. Just to check, dying with a negative emotion, does that include the emotion of, oh crap, I'm dying? A little bit more than that. Okay. It is linked to the drift, and it is traveling back and forth between the material plane and the drift. Hence, it's an incorporeal spirit that is trapped within two realms. You get to know one additional thing if you want you can know its offense, some of its defense, some of its special abilities, things like that. I would like to know its um, defense. Well, you already know that. So yeah, you want its it's, vulnerabilities. It's, it's, it's undead, and it has the spatial. Uh, it's incorporeal, so uh, I'll give you any something weaknesses? else. Weaknesses? I like weaknesses. No weaknesses. Ouch. Uh, offense? I'll give you one. It can tear away chunks of planar material ripping apart the molecular bonds of matter, ripping open the flesh of nearby creatures, and that sounds like fun. Maybe you'll experience that. That sounds horrific, yeah. Yeah, sounds fun. Great. Rusty, you're up. you up. Okay, so first things first. Um, I point behind it and say, what in the world could that be? And that is my faint. I'm going to save you the time. Yeah, it's it does it not have an intelligence? Yeah. It's all undead. They can't faint undead unless they're intelligent undead. Uh, if it's intelligent, yes, I can. No intelligence. It's not. What? Actually. Sorry, people are interrupting Steve. It does have an intelligence. I'm going to give it then, to you. You're, yeah. I was wrong. The faint rule is it doesn't work against creatures that don't have an intelligence. No, That's you're right. It has an intelligence. Work in the Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, so I'm making my bluff check. Well, now that said, I did not make the DC. Two, but, 13, or bluff of 4, 13 total. But that doesn't matter. Uh, I've been actually using my feint uh, below my ability up till now. So even on a failure, uh, it is flat-footed against me until the end of my next turn. If I had made my bluff check, it would have been uh, flat-footed against all of us till the end oh. of my next turn. Uh, I will be doing that bluff against everything we ever wow, fight, and if you want, a... delay till after me, and I'm going to start. Oh, that's that. a good thing. Uh, is a 13 a fail? And once I get to 6th level, I can blow a resolve point and just make sure it succeeds, regardless whether I fail or succeed. So. Oh yeah, you totally failed. Okay. Alright, at any rate, it's flat-footed against me till the end of my next turn, but of course I didn't have my laser pistol out. So, I would like to draw my laser pistol... Uh, part of a move action you can do it yeah as part of a move action so i'd like to move backwards if i could (laughs) that ain't gonna happen how can i do that can i push off against cheddar yes but then cheddar will have to make the roll too so actually actually can't because cheddar's above you yeah Yeah, you can you can push off you're on the ground so where are you trying to go you can go straight Uh, up 
There. <laughs> no. Uh, sure. I can. Well, say that's you fifteen do that. feet. It's one yeah. round of movement. John. Yeah, You're, you totally do that. Yeah. yeah, he's he's actually five feet. He's on the ground. As part of that move action, I draw my laser pistol. So next turn, I'm going to do double attacks against him with my laser while he's flat-footed. Yeah. So go. Uh, it's a feint, which if I get a super improved feint someday, I can do as a move action. But otherwise, it's right now, it's a standard. Cool. Yes. Very nice. All right. Actually, I have improved feint, but this is clever feint, which is a standard action. So, Okay, Mr. Tuttle, who's confused, give me a 1D100. I'm concerned that I'm kind of the only person that's in the way of this thing. No, no, that's not true. There's a robot, and you know that the I'm undead, not, they don't like robots. Robot, like- Mr. Tuttle rolls a five, which is lucky, because I was going to say, if you attack the nearest creature, not only you can attack the nearest creature, but Shatter's going to attack the nearest creature, too. You act normally. First thing you need to do is you've noticed that you're flying into the wall. So you can do nothing and just automatically get off kilter. Or you can do a move action, try to grab onto the wall and balance yourself. And that's uh, acrobatics check or athletics. That is correct. All right. I'll, I'll try to stabilize myself. 21. Nice. You do it. Nice. You grab on. You're like, oh. Also, do I get a will, another will save at any point to try to throw this off? Nope. Really? Okay, just check. All right, well. We're we're our little guys. Our little guys are around here. I'm not going to worry about me firing, but I'm going to have, I'm going to issue some commands to Cheddar while I'm at least semi-sane. Okay. Let's Cheddar up. All right, Cheddar is there. Cheddar's kind of floating, and it's in front of him, and... He has a clear line of sight, and he's uh, in range. Junk cannon. Oh, God. Here we go. There nice. we go. It's not energy, though. Yes, it, it is. It is yeah. energy. Oh, good. Go, Cheddar. Go. And he hits. What does he roll? Well, he did four points Rolls of damage, 18. a fire and electricity damage, which is two points of damage. Two points of damage. So he does hit. Oh, Cheddar. What's something? Nice. The Drift Dead goes. He was. Well, the Drift Dead sees this poor, defenseless goblin just spinning in Spain and decides to rip it to pieces. Wow. Hits with a five, which is a 15, does five points of damage, tears the poor goblin. The goblin screams, going, No! I'm trying to save. Help, my friends. Help. Hang in that. Hang in there. You got this. And then Drift Dead moves right up to Cheddar. And the goblin's like way up there, floating still. Zerk. Oh, poor Zerk. What's Zerk going to do? Zerk is just floating off kilter. Oh, it's got to shoot at it. Nah, he's, he's stuck. I don't even think he can... He'll just try to attack because he's just kind of stuck. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fine. He, he can shoot. Junk laser! <laughs> Missing! Clara looks at you guys and say... It's like, uh, did you give her back her laser pistol? No, nope. you did not, did Time you? Time to reload. No, she doesn't. She only has one gun. Yeah, I know, but she, she didn't give her back can't her laser pistol. Can she just pistol. reload that gun for a standard action? Sure, I guess that's not working. It doesn't do anything against this creature. Yeah, it's useless oh, against right. this creature. She needs a laser. Uh, she is five feet away from... She's you like, can well, throw it! I'm hanging out. She's like, well, if you guys want a trick attack ranged energy attack, just let me know. 
Oh, she hmm. should delay her action until Hiroji goes. Yeah, you don't control her. That's yeah. a nice thing. Torsa is like, no, yeah, you, sir. You guys didn't no. want to give her any weapons. Yes, was, you're right. Because was... she multiple times tried to kill me, and she's a criminal. Oh, as a, as a free action, I'll I'll yell to her. You can take my gun. Okay, Mo's up. Whatever that's worth. Yeah, as a free action, I tell Hiroji to use a move action to toss a gun to her. Uh, Mo, do I have line of sight of this uh, critter? Yeah, there's a minus four because of I can live, I, I can live with a minus four. Bad. All right, so better than the minus eight. Wait, what? It was better. Oh than the yeah, minus yeah. Eight, I just so. no, it's a minus eight. All right, we're gonna use that uh, tactical arc emitter. Okay. Well, look at that. Tactical arc emitter like uses four shots. That's a blast too. So that hits everything, including. I think that would hit Zerk too. Wait, I'm not. I'm not using the blast. That's not the. Object I just picked up, is it? You just selected a tactical arc yeah, emitter. That's what you said. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I used the wrong thing. <laughs> I meant the artillery laser. Sorry. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean. Oh, God. Yeah, I thought it was using my laser. You can Okay, sorry it. about you that. I'm sorry. I, I'm not used to using anything but my hammer. Um, All right. Try again. Silly Mo. Okay. Attack submitted. All right, so you roll an 18. You hit, did eight points of fire damage, which gets truncated down to nice. four. Can, but that's still pretty good. We can do that. That's no, good that's thing. good. Sure. Um, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Cheddar has a flamethrower, doesn't he? Oh, no. All right, I'm going to uh, do my thing. Yes, kind of, sort of. It's technically the junk cannon. Oh, okay. It's flamethrower Is that what it... Okay. I mean, it does line effect just like a flamethrower. Right. Rolls a 15, gets a 28 for stealth. All right, I'm sorry. And misses because he rolls a 4 for his attack, getting a total 8. Okay. And um, as my move action, I say, heads up! And I throw my pistol to uh, to my opportunity. You don't have a move action because you use it all up with your full... It's a full attack to do that uh, attack. Uh, is, this, is that true? This is yeah, so... it is. Free action, let go of the weapon. It'll be floating in the air in the space right next to her. True that. You can do that. Yeah, I, I, I let it go. I say, I've got another. <laughs> Grab this one. Yeah. Okay, that you can do. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah, make the zero gravity. Yeah, that's true. We are kind of. It'll float right there. <laughs> She's um, only five feet away. All right. Uh, yeah. So, also let's plan after the holidays so seeing it's 11 now well let's just finish up yours and then we'll plan. okay just because uh, well, you're in the I'm middle of like to... moving and stuff so i just want to i don't want to forget this like a week or two. i have slammed against the wall correct yes just acrobatics correct. or athletics to try to not be off Ac culture. acrobatics acrobatics for a 25 oh, you're awesome you're like no problem all right so how many actions do i have now i can't recall you that was well it was a was move. that an action or was that yeah, reacting to the previous move it's a move you could basically do nothing and slam into the wall 
But you just did a move action to grab onto the wall. Uh, then I'm actually going to try and take one for the team. I could shoot it myself. I'm going to instead try to clever feint it again and give everybody the bonus. But if it doesn't work, next time I'll have a full round and I'm just going to shoot it twice myself, even if nothing else happens. Yeah, so I'm doing sense. a bluff check to try and feint it one more time. How many times can you do that per day? I'm not sure of the limitations of that. I rolled a one, so it failed. Uh, I'll have... It'll be flat-footed against me next round, but nobody else. As far as the limitations of feint, I'm not aware of it. It's not listed in that ability. Huh. Well, actually, I linked up the description in uh, Discord. You can look at it yourself. Yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, I would think that you well, only I get am, it yeah, once you, per... You uh, but, well, but it only applies through the following turn so it's it is it's yeah, not also I guess an so. ability yeah. to keep trying it doesn't it, say so. all right at any rate i'm done i guess it could keep doing it as a standard you action. can keep doing it but it takes it literally takes a standard yeah. action so sure. it's but it gives a benefit yeah, to yeah, yeah, party, yeah. if it's it's worth it if he makes it, so. it though yeah. well right. that's what the envoy is all about the envoy doesn't attack yep. it gives buffs to yep. everyone else he's our bird <laughs> so you all don't know it but i'm your leader we don't know. I, we definitely I don't know, know that. that. <laughs> I, I, I am agreeing with that. And okay. That fully. All right. So, All right, um, Tuttle, finishing up. I'm going to tell you, yeah, and this is the last round of you being confused, so just roll the 1d100. And, ooh, that ain't good. Oh, awesome. Attack nearest. Attack nearest creature. Okie dokie. Oh, poor little do? goblin. Actually, he's 10 feet away. Now. He's not near anything. Interesting. It is closest, though, not no, close. What I pull, but would I pull out a gun and do it? It's whatever yeah. you want to do. Whatever you would do as Tuttle. Deep, bi- dig deep into your mouse ratness and what would well, you I do? I mean, I have a gun. I would probably, if I had my force to attack, I guess I'd pull out a gun and shoot. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. yeah. Why kill. don't you ever do anything yeah. else? Kill that goblin. Yeah, mathematically, the one closest to you is. No, the goblin's not actually there. The goblin's on top of Hiroji. The one who's closest to him is Hiroji, by far. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah, know that. No, I, right. Oh, I he's, thought the goblin was right next to him. Same distance and same height. No, nah, no, nah, they're all stacked. They're, those are stacked. I'm using Pythagorean theorem, and that goblin is closer. No, he's not. Perfect. He's 10 feet below. A square and, plus B squared. No, he's not. <laughs> he's 10 feet below and 10 feet in front. Let's just stop arguing. Tuttle shoots at Hiroji! Luckily, Tuttle's a terrible <laughs> shot and rolls a six and totally misses. So, now what, what do you do with Cheddar, though? Well, we know what Cheddar Cheddar's gets, nearest what's Cheddar uh, gonna do? creature. Cheddar's enemy. nearest creature is the enemy. That wow. is correct. That's right. So, absolute closest. So, Cheddar, Cheddar is a nice accident. There you go. Hiroji's starting to think about grenades and... Uh... Range junk cannon will provoke. Oh wait, yeah. Well, sorry. Look, can I can I undo that and do the bat instead? Or except the bat's not going to do anything. That's correct. Do the Go provoke. You don't care. You're a robot. This thing it's not going to swallow your soul. Oh wait, he's going to do his chainsaw wing attack. Nice. I'm about to. Pro- I'm, I'm actually. That's, that's physical. Actually that's physical. That's not. No, I, I thought it slashing. actually has. Love, I'm actually going to press the button that. soon. Press the button. I, I, I no. might. I might actually. I can't do it during Ch- Cheddar's turn, though. True. Could have done it during her turn. Oh, I think it's a standard action. Can I? Can I move? And-, and I'll take the attack of opportunity, and just shoot the gun. Okay. 
well, except that's stupid. No, you know, I'll take the I'll do the attack that does no damage. Well, what? You're wait, confused. It's up to you. Why don't you do this? Why don't you roll a one d three in which attack you do? Since you're confused. Oh, you're doing tactical. Yeah. All right, you do the bat, and it completely misses. So. It doesn't matter, anyways. All right. The Drift Dead is flying. He's front of Cheta. And he. Oh, the Drift Dead decides to move up uh, five feet. Just takes a guarded step upward, which he can do. Kill Zerk. And then attacks poor little Zerk. Yes. Zerk has an energy weapon. You, you mean <laughs> we have an energy weapon. Oh, Zerk. Poor Zerk. We knew ye well. He died. He died. As the Drift Dead just rips through him. And you see, like, parts of his soul come out of his body. And you hear an echo screaming in your helmet. So I'm like, Nah! And the goblin dies. And poor Torso's like, No! Not Zerk! No! <laughs> You're saying Zerk was even loud and annoying while dying. Yeah, Zerk was loud and annoying even in death. 20 damage. Wow! There'll be time to mourn later. Oh, yeah, 20 damage. That could have been one of you guys. So, but it wasn't. That was... Win, win. <laughs> I guess you're right. That is a soul-ripping move. Hey, it's Steve here again. So once again, another member of the party dies. Of course, this time it's a goblin. So not quite as bad as one of the main members, but still... This space ghost is not something to be trifled with. So something else is I usually don't like to cut these shows in the middle of combat, but this combat goes on for quite a while, so for the sake of time, I felt I just had to cut it. I really don't want these shows to go much more than an hour in length each. Obviously, every so often they go a little bit less or a little bit more, but I had to cut it. So for GM tips this week... I wanted to go through what I spoke about earlier, which is why and how to prevent crazy fights between yourselves and players. So the very first thing you need to understand is why we fight and why these fights are so bad. I've had fights so bad at game tables that two of my friends I don't even talk to anymore. Sort of. I talk to them a little bit, but we're not really friendly anymore. And at one time, Chris, who's one of my best friends in the world, he and I got into such a big fight that we had, didn't play together for years afterwards. So what is it about sitting around the table talking that causes these insanely huge fights? It's really kind of silly if you think about it. You're not really doing anything. It's not like you're playing a sport or you're arguing about something like, I don't know, money or family members or so forth. All you're doing is telling a story and then you get into these gigantic fights. The very first thing you have to understand is why this occurs. And I call this the Game of Thrones effect. So those of you who haven't seen Game of Thrones, all two of you, there's a scene in Game of Thrones called The Red Wedding. And of course, I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler here. The thing about The Red Wedding is that people were set up for years to expect a certain storyline to occur. And in your mind, you really were sitting there thinking of this is what's going to happen, this is what I expect to happen. 
And then out of absolutely nowhere, all the main characters that have been set up for years to actually do something very important to the story are all killed. And it just destroys you mentally in many ways. And one thing I like to do, it's very funny, go onto YouTube and people recorded people watching the Game of Thrones Red Wedding scene and they lose their minds. They get angry, they're screaming. And this is what happens when you have a fight with your PCs. That is the Red Wedding Game of Thrones effect where in your head you're expecting your character to do something that you've set up for a very long period of time and you've been planning forever, whether it's days, weeks, months, or years, and then something else happens and then you do everything in your power to make sure that your outcome is correct and the other outcome, whether it's dying or disagreeing with the rule or so forth, doesn't occur. And people will fight tooth and nail when the story in their head is not meshing up with the story that's occurring. So think about that. Imagine if you were actually a player character during the Red Wedding and that occurred. And all of a sudden, all these people drew all these swords and started to kill all the main characters. What would you do as a player character? Would you start arguing with the GM? saying, wait a second, I get some rolls, I should have known, or that they had weapons, or I knew something was up. Like, you would start fighting left and right with the GM. There's no way that they just allowed this to happen, where your entire party is set up in the middle of a beast, and they're all killed. And try to think of it in that way. That's really how I like to picture this, because that's exactly what happens. You get emotionally connected to your character, you expect them to go in one direction, and they don't go in that direction. So you're going to fight tooth and nail with your GM or even with the other PCs to make sure it goes in the direction that you expected it to go in. So with that in mind, we can go through the different types of fights that occurs and what to do in each case. The first one is when the PCs fight amongst themselves, and I'm going to do this from the GM perspective. If the PCs fight amongst themselves, I usually do nothing. I have learned not to sort of get involved with those. And if you noticed last week, I'm very quiet during that fight. If anything, I'm trying to be a little bit helpful and trying to give them some tactical advice. But one thing is don't jump in and sort of try to help out because that never works. I'll give you an example. During that entire fight, when John was asking for healing serums and everyone was sort of ignoring him and just saying, oh, I only have like one or two. I know for a fact that one of the other player characters had five healing serums. Now, I could have said something like, oh, this player character has five healing serums, John. Then that guy would have been furious at me because it's not my place to tell him that, hey, why should I be the one to tell him that he has all those healing serums? And these guys don't really share sheets with each other. So I'm very quiet. I've learned a long time ago, don't sit there and tell the other players what each player has. Because they're going to get really angry with you. So I just sort of let it play out. And if it gets really out of control, then I start pushing them forward. And again, I also know these guys. This also works a lot better when you know the people you're playing with. Like, I knew where this was going. I knew John just wanted to get this out of his system. And quite frankly, it also makes for good podcasts. The next one is if the PCs are going to fight over you as the GM over a rule. So one thing I do, and if you notice I do this on the show, is I always explain the rules ahead of time. 
And especially if we're going to do something complex like zero G or darkness or incorporeal, I explain the rule so there is no misunderstanding before we get involved. It's very important to do that because there's nothing worse than them learning about a rule after the fact. Especially if you're homebrewing, there's no excuse. You absolutely positively must tell them the rules ahead of time. You can't just make the stuff up. Now, sometimes they'll say, oh, well, you're cheating. Funny thing is, if you're the GM, there's no such thing as cheating. I've said this many times to my players. I said, you know what? I could just have a comet come out of the sky, hit you and kill you all. And it's totally legal because there's just no cheating in Starfinder or Pathfinder or D&D for the GM. What they say goes, which is why we all agree upon the common rule set. And we all make sure we understand the rules ahead of time. And if you notice, another thing I often do is I often get the PCs involved with the rules. That way, if there is a fight over the rule, either that PC or another PC was looking up the rule, and usually they'll kind of help you, because when you're the GM, it's usually four against one. This way, at least you have a PC or two on your side, more or less. And if you explain the rule ahead of time and everyone understands it, it's very hard for them to come back and say, oh, I didn't understand that, I didn't know that was the way it's going to work. But let's just say that you don't explain the rule and something really bad happens, then just rewind it. Try to have them re-roll, come up with a narrative way. You know, I want to do this over and over again, but once in a while, it's not going to make you any less powerful. You don't need to be this all-powerful GM that everything you say is law, because then they won't trust you. And trust goes both ways. And if you seem like you're fair and trustworthy, then when it comes down to a hard decision, they're not going to fight you on it. And then the last one I would say is if you as a GM have an issue with the PC. Now this can go in a lot of different ways. One thing I've seen, believe it or not, is if PCs cheat. Like one of the big ones is I once played with a guy who used his iPad to roll the dice and he would never show me what the dice were. And after a while, I was like, no, you can't do that anymore. And we got into a big fight over it. And I said, look, here's the thing. It's not that I don't trust you. It's like a whole thing. Oh, you don't trust me and all this. I'm like, no, like just roll the dice. Like I want to see what the dice are. Just the fact that you're having an iPad and you're holding it up or show me what you're rolling. And when he refused to do that, I knew something was up. So something I've actually done in tournaments, which I actually once in a while will do in a home game, is I bring a 20 set die that's black and white, clear, easy to read. And it's like the size of my fist. And I just like, everyone uses this die, including me. That way, there's no cheating. You can see exactly what everyone rolls. It's in front of everybody. And that works really well in conventions. It works pretty good at home play, but at conventions, I hate when I go to a convention, people have dice that are impossible to read or like the size of a tick and you can't read the die at all. I just bring this big honking black and white die that's the size of my fist. And I go, here you go. This is what we all use. No cheating allowed. End of story. The other item sometimes is if they change something, like a rule, or if they change what their character can do, or suddenly they have powers they didn't have before. Again, not too hard to dispute with them if everything's written down and you have character sheets. I usually like to use Hero Lab or another online component, so everyone has the sheets ahead of time. Again, black and white clear as day. It's a little bit harder, but then there's no arguments. But if you have something like a toxic player, that's a whole other story. I can do 10 episodes on just a toxic player. 
But real quick, if you have a toxic player at your table, get rid of them. Period. End of story. End of discussion. It's a collaborative game. Everyone's playing together. And if one person's going to ruin it for everyone else, then just get rid of them. I actually probably will do a whole thing on this because there are people, griefers they're called in the gaming industry, and that's all they want. They get fun out of making everyone else's lives miserable. And I've seen them in the role-playing world. There's not a lot of them, but they do come and they do exist. Hopefully it's not one of your friends. It's usually someone who's random or a pickup group or someone you just met who doesn't understand how they're playing. And that's something else is like if they're being a griefer because they're doing it because they don't understand the game, that's one thing. But if they're doing it because that's the way they have fun is making everyone else lives hell, then you got to get rid of them. So I'm kind of going on a rant here, but you kind of see where I'm going with that. So again, if PCs fight between themselves, let them work it out. Try to step in a little bit being helpful, but don't try to put one PC against another one. If a PC is fighting over with you as a GM with a rule, try to avoid that whenever possible. Be very clear with the rule sets you're using. If you're going to be doing something very complex, make sure you explain the rule ahead of time so everyone's clear what the rules are. If something does come up like that you didn't explain ahead of time, make sure you try to get another PC to help you look up the rule so that you have more than yourself on your side. So at least you have one other person to help you define the rule. And also, talk about the rules together as a group. Like, I, if you notice, I do that too. Sometimes I'll come up with a rule and I come up and I'll look up a rule, try to understand it. Someone else will say, I don't think it works that way. And we might discuss it as a group. And quite frankly, that's kind of some of the fun of the game is discussing the rules. And then finally, if you as a GM have an issue with the PC, it's real easy. You're in charge of the game. You can kill them off if you wanted to. You can sit down with them. I can probably just do a whole thing just on that alone because that's sort of a whole other issue. But generally, I like to only play with people that I know and respect and understand that they want to play and have the same goals that I do. And if they don't, I either don't play with them, I either kick them out of the guild, guild, I kick them out, you can see where I'm coming from, I kick them out of the game, or I try to sit down with them and try to understand what they're getting at. And if it was an honest mistake and they just made a small mistake and they didn't really mean to be a griefer, or if they're actually trying to disrupt the game for everyone else, then you just got to get rid of them because it's a cooperative experience. So I can go on and on about this as I'm already going on quite a bit. And maybe I'll talk about this more in the future, but that should start you off. Again, Game of Thrones effect. Put yourself in that situation. Put yourself as a player and the GM just killed everyone off in your party what would you do and how would you handle it and again if they did it by the rules there's not a lot you can do about it if they cheated or did something wrong then you got to talk to them about it so with that let's get to the next areas so once again we have our hundred dollar amazon gift card giveaway all you have to do is review the show on itunes or stitcher or facebook write us at contest at rollforcombat.com and if I call your name, you get a $100 Amazon gift card. All you got to do is write me. So this week, it's Joshy Poo. Joshy Poo, you have won a $100 Amazon gift card. Just write me here at the show, confirm who you are, and you will get that card. So once again, please follow us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on you name it. Whatever we're on, you have it. Do follow us definitely on iTunes. iTunes really helps out the most since we are a podcast. 
definitely put in some reviews. If you haven't already, it's easy. You put in a review, you put in your name, you win a hundred bucks maybe. Really cool. Also, don't forget the Discord. Everyone's on the Discord. That's where everyone is. It's the big party over there. Not only are we playing Starfinder, but you can see pictures and talk to us whenever you want. We're on there all the time. It's a grand old time over there on the Discord channel. You can find it on rollforcombat.com, how to join. And with that, I will talk to you guys next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com or drop us a line at contact at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that no Tom Hanks were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs>